Welcome to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be doing draft profiles on both Kai Soto and Kofi Coburn. These are two prospects that their fan bases are very passionate about. We'll also be talking about what's going on with Lonzo Ball's knee, all that and more in today's Locked on. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered with the season, this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are a member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. And today we're jumping right in with more draft player profiles. And first up, we got Kai Soto. Now, this is a foreign prospect from the Philippines. He played in the NBL over in Australia. He didn't yeah. play a lot of minutes. Um, so there's there's a very small sample size in, in terms of his game. If you do look him up, his li- highlights, of course, highlights make everyone look great. Now, he is a more modern-day big. He does have legit size and length. But as far as that skill set, it's more of the modern skill set where he has some shooting. Uh, he's more athletic, I think, than you know the other prospect we're going to talk about. To me... <laughs> Throwing shade at him already. <laughs> <laughs> to me, even though, even though I'm throwing a little shade at the next prospect, I'll just say this: like Kai Soto is expected to be in the second in the second round. Reportedly, he's already got a promise uh, to be drafted in the second round. There's reports that that promise may be coming from the Lakers, which I read today, saying that they don't even have a second round pick, but they may be acquiring a second round pick. Which that would be the most Lakers things to do to make a promise <laughs> before they even have a pick. But Pat, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. You had a video. That popped off with 44,000 views on Kai yeah. Soto, this draft prospect. Man, how do you feel about it? Um, Kai's an interesting one. He's going to be a development piece no matter what. Um, yeah. I think I think him going second round makes a lot of sense to me because it, it, he's going to be a piece that does have potential to become something better than what you saw over the NBL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does also have – like, this isn't new, right? Like, the, the the professional game isn't new for him. So he does have that as an advantage in his back pocket. The NBL is, like, the third – ain't it, like, the third best league now outside of the NBA? Um, I think so. That sounds about right. Third or second, one of them. Uh, it's up there. It, it, it's it's a it's tougher competition. Listen, we played Australia in the – in the uh, national finals uh, uh, for the FIFA World Cup and all that stuff. So you already know what kind of game they're bringing. Uh, uh, um. The interesting thing about Kai Soto that I think a lot of people are, at least in my comments, the thing that I saw was he didn't get enough time to play. He didn't get enough time to play. He only played 15 minutes a game. His averages work out to 15 minutes. And and my biggest concern with him is his rebounding. He's seven foot three. Um, 230 pounds, and I get the NBL, you know, there's no uh, three three in the key, so the guys can kind of just stand down there and push you out all day. But in uh, his time in the NBL, 15 out of his 23 games, he played 15 or more minutes. Only in three of those games did he end up with six or more rebounds. Sorry, he's seven foot three. That's a little bit concerning for me. Uh, I like him as a second round pick, though. I like. I, I think he'll be a good development piece. I think he'll be a piece that. Um, I don't think he's a piece that fits with the Bulls right now. I don't. Um, 
me and you kind of talked about if he were to end up falling closer to draft time, maybe towards the end of the draft, maybe you could snag him there and and actually use him as a, hey, go sit down in, in the Windy City Bulls and develop for a little bit of time. But I just don't see him as a fit on this team right now. And that's where my biggest, I think, I wouldn't necessarily say issues, but my biggest like, hey, slow down, let's be realistic with this, is that yeah. he's not a ready-to-go prospect at all. So, And, you know, shout out to uh, the people from the Philippines because they support him, and that's huge. Um, but he's just – he's not ready to go. He's not ready to go right now. Looking at his body, looking at his frame, he's going to absolutely – especially some lower body weight he's going to need to put on. I would say this. He's even less ready for the physicality of the NBA than Marco Simonovic was, and we saw what happened to Marco Simonovic. And I don't even mean that as a slight to how he's going to potentially grow and develop, because I'll tell you what, he does have a solid skill set. The one thing is, is that he it's basketball IQ with Kai. Like some people have you believe in in some of the things that I've seen that he's like this athletic monster. He's not. He's not at all. He's not an athletic monster at all. He's just somebody who uses he uses his length and athleticism very well. The fact of the matter is he nine over a nine foot standing reach meaning he can almost dunk the basketball without jumping so of course on his blocks the little bit of not and it's not like he doesn't get any lift but the lift that he gets is maximized by the fact that he is very intelligent in how he uses his length and that wingspan he's he's very intelligent in the way that he does use that um i would like to see a little bit more aggressive uh rebounding like to your point the number of rebounds considering his height and his length to me what that says and in the tape that i've seen is that He's not very he's he's not very strong down in the middle because at that length, if you have enough strength, you should be getting a way higher percentage of the rebounds that you do get. Again, that's just looking at and honestly uh, uh, reviewing his game. The potential yeah. I can absolutely see the potential in, and I can see why some people would look at him and say, "Hey, he could possibly long term." Definitely be one of those players that you get in the second round and we look back in a redraft five, six years later and we're like, how did he not at least go late first round, if not higher than that? You can absolutely see that with him, but he's just not ready to go right now. And as we've said before, we try to be very level headed here. How much is A.K. and Eversley going to put into potential if they're trying to compete right now and take advantage of DeMar and Vooch being at where they are? That's the that's the biggest question here because there are so many other prospects. And the thing is, it's not even a conversation of being drafted at the 18th. We're only covering this here just to be fair. There is not a single chance that they draft him at the 18th. I will say this. If the Chicago Bulls were to draft Kai Soto at the 18th, that would mean that AKC's generational talent in Kai Soto. Yeah. And he would have to see something that just is not in the tape that I've seen. Yeah, 100%. And and listen, maybe he does. Maybe maybe I think I think the Bulls are working him out more as a formality, more more as hey, if this guy falls and we can find a way to get back in the draft and and yeah. maybe pick up like like I think that's a situation. Akai Soto is a situation where you feel like, hey, we can we can trade this pick and get a couple of really nice pieces in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know. Are there any teams that have multiple second round picks this year? Yeah, there actually there are a, a few, I believe. Keep keep going on. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Keep going. With but you it, it it the I'll say this. I I don't know if I I would say Kai Soto's not doesn't have good movement. I I do think he's a very uh, rim runner kind of player. Uh, he's definitely got go up and get it ability. He already like already played in the drop defense. Understands kind of how that works. 
Um, but even with all that, right, like, again, we go back to the minutes per game average versus how many minutes he actually played in the game, even on the defensive side, 0.8 blocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know guys that come off the bench and average a block a game in the NBA. Uh, and that's that's kind of what you'd be looking for. Now, granted, there's a lot that you see in his game that you feel like could develop into something at the next level. And and the one thing that that I've heard a lot is that he just didn't get an opportunity to showcase it at the NBL. This is true. Yeah. But the, it but seems the like thing, they were protecting him for because they knew he was going to the NBA. It seems like they were trying to protect him a little yeah. bit. There. It, yeah, it could have been. It could have been yeah. that. Absolutely. And maybe he just didn't get an opportunity to showcase it. I mean, he only I think he only attempted like four, five shots a game. Yeah. So he really didn't do a ton. Um, and maybe that is something that does come out in the draft or does come out post draft where he's able to, um, you know, really showcase his talent. And maybe that's why the Bulls went to see him and, and brought him in for a workout, right? Because, hey, maybe the Bulls believe the same thing. He didn't get to showcase his talent over in the NBL. We've seen this guy do better uh, in, in high school and, and kind of coming up. I want to see where, where he's actually at and how he's actually playing. So that could be a very a scenario very much the same as well. And um, I, I don't know. Like you said, if, if they take him at 18, he's got to be a generational guy. Yeah. Um, AK has got to feel like, no, we can't let this guy pass. Yeah. But if they, if they could find him in the second round, I wouldn't be mad at him in the second round. It's just got to be, cause he's going around what? 38, right? 38, uh, no, he's, sl- he's slated to be undrafted in most mocks right now. Mm. There's, there's a couple that have him around the th- mid thirties and late forties, but in most mocks, he's slated to be undrafted. Now to catch up on the last one before we go uh, in this first segment, Orlando, Indiana, Minnesota, Sacramento, and New Orleans all have multiple second round picks. And those are all p- picks, uh, uh, teams, I believe, that have pretty high first round. So you may be able to get an I'd extra second rounder that. out of one of those teams, especially looking at Orlando. Uh, they have two second round picks. They also have two first round picks in this draft, I believe. No, that's yeah. next year they have two first round picks. Um, so they may very well be willing to give up. Indiana has the 60th pick. If somebody that you see that's slated to go undrafted, you just want to make sure you get, I'm sure they can buy that that that's that sixtieth pick if they and if that's and, and they that's want to do. and that's really what it is, right? Like you yeah. you're finally doing. We, we might finally be on the uh, the buyers end of one of these second round picks instead of guard packs, just selling them every other year. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But next up, we're going to talk about another prospect that Bulls fans have been talking a lot about, and that's Kofi Coburn. But first, we're going to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup the nhl hockey conference finals major league baseball and of course the ladies fight the latest fighting news from mma and ufc to boxing better line is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live bet betting and esports and even more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts all right pat Kofi Coburn. Now, this is a prospect that we really don't agree on, right? We don't. Um, But I think that we both, because we're both very level-headed people, I I think even in our conversation, we understand where the other's coming from. We just don't. Understanding and agreeing are two very different things. We don't agree on this topic at all, so this should be a fun conversation for the fans to listen to. Kofi Coburn, I'm going to let you go ahead and have this one first, brother. How do you feel about Kofi Coburn? 
Uh, I think Kofi's going to be a, 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 a nice mid-level player in the NBA. I don't think that Kofi's going to come in and be dominant. I don't think that Kofi's going to come in and be uh, the next Shaq, right? But, I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about a seven-footer who's 285, at least listed at 285 right now, who improved his points per game, improved on rebounds per game, and his field goal percentage, which did take more of a dip, but he also took more shots because his his running mate was playing for the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls. Uh, but it dipped down from 65% to 59% at the college level. For me, I don't think Co- – I, I, I think there's a lot of flaws in Kofi's game. I think his, yeah. his footwork isn't great. Um, his back-to-the-basket game isn't great. And – he he basically has no jump shot whatsoever. Um, <laughs> no jump shot whatsoever. Yeah. But I think as a guy that, that's able to come in, especially as a rookie, um, come in off of the bench, definitely has the ability right now to give you 10 rebounds in the NBA. Mm. Um, definitely has the ability to, I mean, at this point, right, 285, he'd be like the third heaviest player in the league right now. He, yeah, so, so uh, in the draft combine, he met, he measured at 293 pounds. So that's directly off. Yeah. He would literally be the heaviest player in the NBA right now, I think. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's wild. Because Zion was second when he was playing. Let's see who's the heaviest player. Boban might actually still be the uh, heaviest player oh, in the NBA. Shout out to Boban, by the way. And he's hilarious. That commercial with I him and Trey Boban. Young. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Man, <laughs> Commercial is hilarious, bro. Man. It does Absolutely. crack me up. Uh, I don't even know who Buddy is. Oh, Simbalar. Okay, he, I he, guess he definitely hasn't gotten any minutes. <laughs> oh, this is that's an old one. That that's okay. all time. That's all time. Um, but no, I'm like he, he was 325 pounds. Good lord. But no, I, he, he'll come in already being one of the bigger guys in the NBA. Um, won't be able to stick with a lot of the athletic centers in this league. I don't think. Um, yeah. he'll struggle against guys that move quicker, like a, J- uh, 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 a Jaron Jackson Jr. Or even a Clint Capella. I think he would struggle to keep up with. Um, but like I said, a bench big, that can get me 10 rebounds. I mean, that's all we begged Tony Bradley to be last year. <laughs> it was like, it was like, bro, just, just help. Like you don't gotta be the reason just help. Mm-hmm. And I think in year one, you could see him do that. And maybe, maybe seven points a game. Um, but but we'll see. You know what I'm saying? What it, it was, here, here's the fun part, right? <laughs> why don't you think Kofi will be good in the uh, so there's, in the there's, NBA? There's there's three reasons why I think Kofi Coburn won't be good player in the NBA. It's IQ. His basketball IQ is not that high at all. He's a, very much a player that has been physically taller and stronger than everybody his whole life, and that's to his coach's detriment, right? Yeah. Because they should have been sitting down teaching him the X's and O's. He's not a very high IQ basketball player. I worry about the athleticism because the NBA is moving from more of a size game to a skill game. Size is always needed to a degree. But one thing that we've seen is that even players that during the regular season can't help Steven Adams, who picked up our, our center in, in Tony Bradley Steven was Adams almost was, was unplayable in some series. Yeah. And, and, and Kofi Coburn isn't nearly the player that Steven Adams is. So those are the, the, the I named two of them. And then the third one that I, that I worry about is that while a player that has primarily gotten by on their strength, and he has incredible worldly strength, right? Worldly strength, is that a game that's moving away from that, that's moving away from just the big, strong guy. There's not a lot of guys in the NBA right now who just get by on being big and strong. I wonder if, even if he does have an impact 
right away. Let's say you're right, and he does come in as a rookie. He's able to get you ten rebounds. He's not going to get. He's not going to be able to run up and down the floor at that point. He's not. Yeah. He's not a good passer. If he had, that's the thing. And I think I just I just worked this through talking with you. If Kofi had elite passing to go with everything else, I don't think I'd have this the issues that I have with him. I think the he, biggest the biggest issue to me is that his back to the basket game really doesn't exist. His back to the basket game is I'm stronger than you and I can I can push through you. Yeah. Um, now, granted, now he would be legitimately the second. You said two ninety three, two ninety three in the draft. He would be the line. second heaviest player in the NBA behind Taco Falls, who also gets no minutes, so that don't matter. Two is Boban, three is Nurkic. Nurkic is two hundred and ninety pounds. Nurkic now Nurkic moves. For, I, did, I would never thought that that Nurkic was that way. Never, never would have expected to see his name on never. it. Never. Uh, well, here's a question. This is. I think this. That's a, a better comp for him. How many minutes does Boban average over the course of the NBA season? Uh, let's see. Which one is he? Is he Marjanovic? Marjanovic. Um, five point eight. See, and that's that's the thing that worries me. The one thing that I will say to him though, in positive, because I don't want to make it all negative, is that. Kofi understands his. I'm gonna read a direct quote from him, and if if that this shows a level of awareness that I think a lot of players don't have, he says I think it's very talking about his his game and him having a bit of a, of an old style NBA game. This was his direct quote. I think it's very unique. Like a lot of people tell me back then, if it was the '90s, I'd be drafted probably top ten. When I look at it now, the game has changed, but it hasn't changed that much. There are still big men that need to rebound, that need to play defense, be vocal, and give their guards. Uh, give their guards, put their guards in better position to score. Yeah. That shows a level of awareness that I and I will say right now, hats off to because Kofi under he does know his limitations and he doesn't try to shoot from three from I'm not three from from five and ten <laughs> from anywhere because yeah because he knows <laughs> hey that's not my game and maybe that level of awareness. Listen, all I'll say is this: is that if I had to bet on it, it's not that I'm completely crapping on the guy, but mm-hmm. if I had to bet on Kofi. Carving out a, a a solid role for himself in the NBA, I'm not putting I'm not putting higher than a 25 percent chance on it, bro. That's just me. I would I would look at Kofi. To me, the flaws in his game is that he's that big and his back to the basket game, like I said, isn't great. If he can develop that. Like, I guess who's he really been working with on his back to the basket game That's coming true. up? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but if he can develop that. I think that he can be a nice piece that you use. I don't think he'll ever be a guy that develops a a legitimate jump shot, but I think mm-hmm. that he can be a nice piece that you use to bring in. It, but you'll have to have a team around him that just kind of fits with, okay, we've also got a giant in the middle. I think basically what happens with the Milwaukee Bucks. I was just about to say that. If he goes you know to the Milwaukee Bucks, is that the best opportunity? If they if they assign somebody, hey, we're not going to do nothing but teach you post moves for the whole first year you're here in tra- in, in training camp and everything. Yeah. Do you think that's that's the perfect situation for Kofi Coburn? I think there are two situations that I feel work well for Kofi. I think mm-hmm. Milwaukee's one, and and it probably is the perfect one because all you got is a bunch of dudes down there doing post moves. Um, and I actually think Chicago's too because you're going to put them on the bench back with the guy that actually knows how to get the most out of his game, and I would assume him. Um, now, that doesn't mean I would take him at 18 by any means. I don't think Kofi has enough of a game. Kofi's just a monster. He really is. Like, he's a freak of nature. But I don't think that there's anything about his game that says he's more talented than 
Walker Kessler or mm-hmm. definitely not more talented than EJ Liddell. I, I, he's if we being honest, right? Like he's probably got less skill set than Kai Soto. Yeah. He's probably got less of a skill set than Kai Soto, but at 285, right, how much of a skill set do you need if you can learn some post moves that can just get you to the bucket where, hey, I'm big, I can jump up, and I can shake the rim as I dunk it. <laughs> I think that's going to be Kofi's biggest, uh, 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 the thing that get, keeps him in the NBA and, and will speak to him having an actual long career. Um but if he can't do that, I, I don't see a lot of other teams at that work. Maybe the Spurs, maybe the Spurs, because you could you could probably have him down there off of Jakob Poto because Poto moves so well and has so many other things. But he's he, the no matter what, he's going to have to be paired with a power forward or another big that well, you would have to has play four out. everything. You would have to play four out. Everybody yeah. else on that floor would literally have to be shooters to a degree and just say, hey, we don't have to worry about offensive rebounding because Kofi got us. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I and think one thing too, I think he could be that. I don't know if he projects as a starter, though. Not for yeah, well, a while. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah not, uh, I would say almost never with that. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. But what one thing that I will say, too, is another thing as a positive for Kofi, no major injury concerns. And as somebody that size, that height, that weight, yeah, to have no major injury concerns, pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, I think it. I mean, what's he? I don't know if he can go back to Illinois because I don't know if he's going to add anything to his game. He would have made some money this season too with the likenesses because they're bringing NCAA games back and stuff. Yeah. Like he would have made some money. So. What? Where do you think he ends up going if he stays? Has he committed to the draft? He's committed. Yeah. He's committed to the draft. So, so where do you he's think he's going to go in the draft, bro? I, honestly, I still think he's not going to be drafted. I do not see him being drafted. Really? I do not see Kofi Coburn being drafted. Hmm. I feel like he'll go in the forties. Forty-three mock drafts, brother. One has Kofi Cope. Now, the mock drafts aren't everything, but I, I use the re- – and the reason why I look at so many mock drafts is because, to me, I don't hold them as a end-all, be-all, but I think they give you a good range for what the NBA is kind of expecting. Yeah. 43 mock drafts, he's projected to be drafted in one of them. Yeah, I think they've got him ranked right now as the 10th best center. Mm-hmm. Um, He's behind some names that I ain't going to lie to you. I, I haven't even looked at him. Um, e- e- Ebo – Dianco Badaji. Somebody, you know, it's funny. Somebody literally mentioned in the comments of one of my videos today that I need to look at that guy. 7 1 out of Sengal. Never heard of. Never even today. heard of him, bro. Never heard of him before today. Now I also, hear from him twice Kai in one day. Kai Soto is ranked as the 16th best big out of there. So do with that what you will. Okay. Um, but uh, let us know down below, guys. What do you think about either one of these prospects? Kai Soto, Kofi Coburn. Who do you think has the highest? NBA potential. Um, let us know about that down below. You you guys have heard from us and what we think about it, and we want to hear from you guys for sure. Oh yeah, that's me, ain't it? Oh <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> hey look, <laughs> it's been a long day, brother. Uh, we have an important favor to ask you guys, man. Uh, before we get into this final topic, where we uh, are gonna break down some comments about Lonzo Ball possibly not being there. For the beginning of next season. The beginning of next season. This is crazy. 
But before we do that, uh, we have an important favor to ask you guys. Put together a little survey so that we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. It's your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Again, keep it respectful. We will fry you. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to uh, to take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash survey. We appreciate y'all for helping us out. Man. Absolutely. And speaking of coming out before we get to the next topic, brother, we, we dropped the ball. We said that after we passed 5,000 subscribers will be giving away a jersey. We are now at almost 5,200 subscribers and have not given away that jersey yet. So be on the lookout. By the end of this week, we'll have details and we'll get it together on how to give away that jersey. But yeah. let's go ahead and get into the next topic. All right, so Darnell Melberry over at The Athletic had an article uh, speculating. And, and, you know, one of the things that we that I always like to do because I'm just, I'm just anal about t- things like that is that this was a completely speculative piece. You have now seen other outlets take the headlines and run with that as if that was a report right. that Darnell Mayberry gave, which it was not. It was just basically Darnell saying, basically, what the heck do the Bulls do if Lonzo is not ready to go by the start of next season? Which the the more the longer that we go without hearing anything, I'm not going to lie to you, Pat. I get more and more worried about it myself. It's been four and a half months yep. on an injury that he should have that he was re- originally reported to be back in four to six weeks. That's scary, brother. How do you feel about it? Um, it's concerning, right? Because, like I said over in my video on the breeze, like you have to at this point start to have real concerns that is this going to be another surgery? We heard that he was going to go back and rehab with with Lavar uh, and, and do a lot of water therapy and stuff like that. But you you're at the point now. Right. Where you're talking about him possibly going back in and and it can't be ruled out at this point because nothing he's doing is moving him in the right direction, possibly having to have a third surgery, which at this point, you're probably talking about a meniscus removal. I would think if you're going in the third time, there's got to be some meat there to reattach. Mm -hmm. Like if we're if we're going in there to fix something else, there's there's some meat that's probably missing at this point. That is a three month surgery. We could be legit. Like I get a speculative, but. It, it's a real speculation at this point that you could be talking about him missing the beginning of next season. Now, on top of that, right, the blows lessen because Io DeSumo has really shown that he can be a starting point guard in this NBA, and he's shown that his game has, is translating quicker than a lot of us thought. But you're still that that that's still like, is this going to become something that's chronic? Mm. Is this something that, yeah, he might not be there at the beginning of the season, which it doesn't really matter as long as he's there at the end of the season. But can I count on him to be there at the end of the season if this becomes a chronic knee issue? Well, the thing is, is that the keep in mind, the MCL reattachments are always something that are like the the removal for initially are always better. It's that the long term like in the career, you run the risk of arthritis and yeah. things like that. But the removal, at least initially now, we still don't know if it's even the MCL, though, if it's still just that bone bruise. Yeah. Because if it's not the MCL that's given the issue, um, then we're OK. Then like you, there's no surgery for a bone bruise, at least to my knowledge. Right. So 
we're, we're really we're really in the dark. I'm going to read the direct quote from Darnell Mayberry as well from his article. It says it's been four and a half months since Ball was sidelined with a left uh, injury that eventually turned into meniscus surgery. He's still not right. Whether he will be in time, whether he will be in time for the season opener becomes more of a concern by the week. If Ball must undergo a second surgery, the time crunch ant- intensifies. There's been no indication for Ball's camp that a second procedure is in the plan. But if it can't be ruled out. If ball if ball's knee remains unresponsive, listen, that's as pretty straightforward as you can get. Yeah. Right. There's been no nothing yet. But yeah, I mean, you have to look at like at some point. Just saying, hey, I'm, I can't I can't wrap up my th- something needs to be done at that. Yeah. Point. Like you have to be able to work out. And, you know, I'm hoping that we all of a sudden get an update and, you know, it'll be. It'll be like AK and Eversley if they know everything right now. Play it close to the vest. After Zach Levine signs, all of a sudden we do get the word. Oh, by the way, Lonzo Lonzo Ball will be back um, at the United Center, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then every every possible panic goes away. But with so much uncertainty right now, man, I mean, all I can say is is prayers up to Lonzo Ball. I know that it has to be frustrating for him. Keep in mind that that keep trying because they were probably ready to shut him down once it seemed like he couldn't go. Him being reevaluated even before the playoffs again, was because he was pushing to try to be ready to go back for this team by the playoffs. It didn't happen. But Lonzo, yeah. I know this has to be frustrating for him, man. I know it does. Yeah, and and I mean, it, it, it's a frustrating situation all the way around um, because you thought that this was going to be the fresh start for him, and this was his opportunity, his first real opportunity. I mean, the Lakers was kind of a real opportunity, and then LeBron traded him. Mm-hmm. Um and on the Pelicans, right, when Stan Van got there, they kind of took the, the ball out of his hand. This was his opportunity to show that, no, I can be the driver of a franchise. I can be the guy that gets all of these other guys jump-started. I can be the guy that sets everybody up and be consistent and, and have my best chance to do that and showcase that in the playoffs. He didn't get to do that this season. I don't I don't know if I'm to the point where I, I feel like he's not going to be able to do that next season. Mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, listen, do you feel better about, okay, let him get 100% healthy no matter what it is because we've got Io? Or do you feel like, yeah, we've got Io, but at this point, right, like if Io starts to develop the way we think he is, maybe Lonzo comes back and he does go to the bench. I don't think there's any I don't think that there's any chance of Lonzo Ball not being our starting point guard if he's healthy. I just don't not in not in 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 Io's year too. Now I'll, I'll say this, if Io comes like we know Io's a a a, a demon when it comes to working out. If yeah. Io comes into training camp and looks like the next coming of I don't even want to name a specific point guard and they look they look at Lonzo and say, "Hey, Lonzo's not ready to go. Io, you're up. We're calling your number. You're the starter and Io shines." At the beginning of the season, every time, every game Lonzo doesn't play and Io plays well, it come it becomes more a reality. I don't think that it's going to happen, but I would be crazy to say that I don't think that it becomes more of a chance every every step that we go and Lonzo isn't ready. So it's also a chemistry issue. You know what I'm saying? If the Bulls yeah. are rolling with Io as the starting point guard to start the season, why would I just be like, "Hey, Io, appreciate you for starting the season and playing the best basketball we've ever seen you play." All right, go sit on the bench now. And uh, Lonzo, you got your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, like that, that's actually becoming, I don't know if it's a concern, right? Like, it's a good problem to have. Hey, we have two really good point guards. But you would feel bad in that sense for Lonzo because, like, 
you felt like this was going to be his big start to his to like and it was. this is Let's where be, you take off. Be clear, it was. Yeah, it was. Like, he yeah. looked great. He was balling. And yeah, he was balling. And that, that time where Demar and Zach were out, and he averaged eighteen, eight, and six. Listen, that man was balling. Yeah. Um. So he had a great start. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see it happening that Lonzo loses his starting position. But I, I would, I'm not saying that it's not a possibility. I wouldn't say that at all. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this, uh, how this all plays out, brother. Especially seeing as how we've heard absolutely nothing. And that's <laughs> the, that's the scariest thing, right? Yeah. It's because, like, like for example, with Zach's injury, Zach, he went out with COVID. Uh, we didn't hear anything from him for a couple of weeks. We heard that he may get a surgery. He came on, did his post game presser a couple of days after everyone else went away again. Next thing we know, he popped up on TMZ next day. Hey, he got his surgery. He's good. <laughs> now we got to sign him, but. <laughs> yeah, now we got to sign him. But yeah, like, so the fact that this has been going on so long without a real true update, other than our update being there is no updates. Man, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. What's the update? No updates. Thanks for the update, man, Alex. <laughs> Appreciate that. Man, listen, what a time we live in. You got to call it right now, based off nothing but what we know. Our starting point guard to start the season, Io DeSumo or Alonzo Ball? Io DeSumo. I think there'll be another surgery. Okay. If he can't That's ramp right. up, then if he, I mean, it's literally like, can you run? No. Yeah. I, I think Io's going to start the season for us because I think Alonzo's going to end up having another surgery. All right, that's fair. I'm I'm still in the Lonzo ball camp as of right now, but listen, the closer we we're beginning of June now, end of July. If we don't have any updates, I'm completely switched. I'm flip flopping. Y'all ain't yeah. even gotta get in the comments. But like, oh, Hayes is flip. Yes, I'm flip flopping. Absolutely. If by the end of July there's no update, I'm completely flip flopping. Iowa will be our starting point guard going into the next season. So 100, bro. 100. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, that's, that's a good 34. That's a good 34. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It worked out. It worked out. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> and Io's agent, I'm telling you right now, not to say that they wish bad on anybody, because it's still having Lonzo Ball available is the best for the whatever, whether it's <laughs> off the bench or anything. But Io Asian is sitting here like, hey, man, listen, <laughs> you're, you're a restricted free agent at the end of the season, man. Listen, we both about to get paid. I just want my 10%. It, it's gonna, <laughs> I, I'm going to be real with you, right? Like, uh -huh. depending on what he does, it's going to be tough. Because I think he's going to command some serious cash from other teams. The most that I read, and this is, I'm not a capologist, and I'm sure some people are going to correct me, but based off the percentage increase and everything, the most Io DeSumo can get paid in that first contract, at least in that first year, is 12.5. That's so, still, I mean, 12.5. That's a little about, bit over mid-level money. So Yeah, you talk about probably a four-year, that's actually not bad. Probably a four-year deal. So you're looking at about four years, sixty million, right? That's not bad. I'd, that's, yeah, he, that's not yeah, bad. Now, I'm keeping him around for that. Yeah, I'm keep, Yeah, definitely. Kobe <laughs> got to go. Uh, like, and then what the Bulls can easily do is that they can just not use their mid-level exception that next year. That offsets yeah. that completely. So yeah, hundred percent. Make it make it even better. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, man. Let's hope <laughs> Lonzo's healthy, but let's also hope Io's worth twelve and a half million dollars. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, let's get up out of here, my boy. Follow me on everything at Pat the Designer and follow both of us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go and check on 
Locked On NBA Big Board, where hosts Raphael Barlow and a bunch of NBA draft junkies and author of NBA Big Board newsletter, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tullin are give fans an in-depth look at the NBA draft. Listen, they get way more in-depth than what we even do here. Mock draft, player rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We out. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.